0: Welcome to another phenomenal episode of Errol Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. Today we have a phenomenal guest. This uh, guest has been an aspiring entrepreneur for quite a few years, has been dubbed the podcast queen, has really got some incredible strategies just overall to help entrepreneurs really figure out how to go from being invisible to being influential how to systemize and scale, and is just full of incredible systems and knowledge and is really going to help. And she's she's joining us all the way from Australia, which is one of the places that I I very much want to visit. So at any rate, let me just uh, introduce here. We have Anne-Marie Cross, Anne-Marie, would you like to introduce yourself to, uh, to to everybody? Yeah, well,
1: thank you, Errol. This is such such a pleasure and honour to be able to, to speak today and really want to provide as much value as I can. Yes, dubbed the podcasting queen. That's not a title that I gave myself, but rather something people started to call me. I started podcasting back in 2008. I was in the career industry, and that was around the time that the global financial crisis hit. And a colleague and I, we wanted to be the voice of hope and inspiration in in uh, what was, you know, the doom and gloom from traditional media. And we had no idea what we were doing. A lot of the technologies that we now have at our fingertips just weren't around, and we used a platform called uh, Blog Talk Radio. But we did that for two years and was able to impact a lot of people across the, the world and meet some incredible guest experts and career professionals that I've been podcasting ever since. And now it's become almost my well, it has, my full-time business helping other um, service-based businesses who are change makers and aspiring thought leaders really take their message out so that they can uh, make a much bigger impact, have that influence, and ultimately generate the income that they want in, in their business. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: That's uh, that's That's phenomenal. And, you know, so... I guess to kind of, uh, to kind of share, I really like, again, the term that you just used change makers and thought leaders. And it really seems to me as if that this journey of entrepreneurship that people go on, it starts clearly to become very obvious that it's more than, uh, really just making money and just systemizing the business. There's a lot of things fundamentally that people need to focus on. And the idea of really facilitating change and gravitating towards deeper thought that, uh, is much more than just exchange of uh, money uh, but moving towards thought leadership that these mm-hmm. things uh, really start to uh, grow somebody at a significant level and connect somebody at a much higher level and i found i think that's a really interesting concept the change maker can you talk to us a little bit more about how you've uh, come to conceptualize a change maker and a thought leader
1: yeah it's interesting i'm glad you asked that question because it came to me when someone met me at a an expo and he said who do you love to work with? Who are your ideal clients? And I, I thought about that for a moment and I, th- I said to them, you know what, they are disruptors, they're innovators, they are change makers. They're tired of the status quo in their industry. They may be outdated, they may be, um, you know, BS, if, uh, for, for one of a different word, that's going on in that industry and they know that it's keeping people stuck, their ideal clients stuck. So that they've got a message, they've got a different way of doing things. They want to challenge the status quo, and they've got this message to share. And so many of the people that I work with, uh, they have this message, but it's something that often has been growing in them from a long, you know, from for a long time actually. And and if we, often we trace that back to childhood, where they have spoken up because of something that was happening, and they thought, you know, why do we have to do it this way? Who says? Can we do things better? And, you know, through integrating their message with who they are and, and their expertise, often, you know, that's very important as well, they are then able to challenge what's going on in the industry and be able to help others who, who are attracted to that message and who are also frustrated make that change in, in their lives as well. But they go, and, you know, they go before and they're, they're the difference, being the difference in just how they act, how they respond, how they interact. And for me, I do that in a very inspiring way. For others, they do that in a very controversial way. Uh, for me, it's about inspiring positivity because, you know, my why, if I look at my way is to inspire hope and possibility because if people don't have hope, they don't have an understanding of maybe it's possible for me. And when people aren't curious and aren't taking the right action steps, they'll never achieve that level of greatness um, or significance, whatever that is for, for them. And so for me, it's inspiring hope and possibility. For other people, it's a different way, but, you know, and, and we can't stand still but share that message um and, and that's what I kind of you know a change maker a, a thought leader because we continue to speak truth and life into that particular area does that help
0: it it does it's it's so interesting too i literally wrote down here as you were saying that before you said it better yes <laughs> and you highlighted that it's somebody that wants to do better and when i think of this whole concept of entrepreneurship um you you would I guess a successful entrepreneur somebody's going to be starting to go on that track is because they look at something and they say I can do this better yeah. or there's a there's a better solution um, now how how somebody realizes that and whether or not they succeed or fail. It's based on so many things, yes. Uh, but that that whole better concept is uh, seems like it's fundamental. Yeah,
1: you know, it's interesting that you should say that because just last week there was someone that I was working with, and she's now a client, and she said, "Oh, you know, I look at the industry, and I think we need someone who does this. We need someone to speak out about that." And she'd finished, and I said to her, "You know what? I've just after you um, sharing your message and journey, and and I can see things in people before they actually recognize it themselves." I said, what have you've been called to speak into that? And she was silent. She said, oh, no. She said, she said oh, no. She goes, I think you're right. You said, oh, no, because it's like all of a sudden, you know, it's, be the change, be the change. And you know what? That could be an indication that this is an area where you can speak into because of the fact there's, there's two things that I'll often say to people. Your why or where you are called to speak into can often come from two things what you are passionate about and what you really what fires you up when you start talking about it and again i think i mentioned often you can backtrack that to when you were just a young child even because certain events and certain challenges and and you know the journey that you have walked in your life will often shape in you a character and knowledge and experience uh and strengths that no one else has so that you know you've got that uniqueness in you so it can either be something you're very passionate about And then on the other spectrum, the opposite, it's something that peeves you off. It really gets your goat, you know, when someone talks in a certain way in this area and you just can't help. But stand up and share, the, you know, a message, a different way of approaching things. And so for me, when I'm talking about, you know, inspiring hope and possibility, that will come out or had has come out in the career industry. When I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier I was in the career industry. Now, I would used to get and still do very annoyed when someone was being put down they weren't you know being valued for the expertise that they were given and someone was putting them down i would have to do everything in my power to not stand up and want to you know stand up for that person or or help that person see things a different way why did you just allow that person to speak to you like that you know and i would spend time with clients and helping them to become more confident and, and assertive so you know and between those two between what you're passionate about and what what pees you off you can often find that sweet spot uh, you know obviously you've got your uh, your expertise your strengths your knowledge that that also comes into play but between those two things you'll often find that sweet point sweet um, where you can really speak into
0: Got it. Got it. Really interesting. So I I guess so from here, so taking a look at finding that passion, that desire to, you know, be better and to be a change maker, somebody that feels drawn to that and is moving forward on that, Mm -hmm. you know, you do, you know, you do coaching and you're helping with systemizing. So what, what would you say that you're, when somebody is is kind of going through there, what are some of the areas that, that you've noticed Uh, again, that are kind of pitfalls or areas people trip on. Um, uh, what, What would you say to somebody that's looking at starting and getting going in entrepreneurship or that's stalling Mm -hmm. What what areas might might you kind of look at to help them to get back on track or to find that success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a couple of things that I want to share uh, so that people can get an idea of a big picture view and then we can chunk it down and talk about some of the components. And I mentioned this in a live that we did. So um, if if people aren't part of your LinkedIn mastery group, then certainly I'm, I'm sure you'll be sharing how they can do that. But the three stages of growth, and these are stages of growth that I've kind of determined, and I like things to be simple and easy to, to remember. So the three stages of growth that I have seen are, the, you know, the lean stage, and this is where we are building our key foundations and we can spend, we can build multi-six-figure businesses in this particular area. So it's not uh, something that we should just do very quickly and then move on to the next business. But we want to make sure, and I'll share in a moment what those key things in that business foundation is. The second stage of business growth is the leverage growth. We've built, you know, the foundations. They're already starting to really make headway into the marketplace. We are being talked about. We've got clients and we're doing great work. But now we're ready to scale that up a little bit. And that is where we're building momentum from what's already been created. And that's where we implement more tactics around visibility. We may start speaking with more intention, getting on bigger stages and so forth. The third stage is really the legacy stage. That's building legacy and also building the business up to the point where as a business owner, you could step away and the business would still function. Many of us who start off at business, we're solopreneurs. And if we step away from business, Guess what? The business would cease to operate because we are doing so many different aspects of the business but in the legacy stage we're building a team we're building really solid systems that can continue to run and we're building it in such a way that we can build salability sell- we can build this incredible asset that other people see is valuable too and guess what they want to invest and take that that over so those are the three stages lean stage leverage stage and legacy stage Now, if someone is just starting up, there's some key components that they want to have in place, particularly service-based businesses, where they are sharing their expertise uh, and their knowledge and experience and all of that as a way to support clients in generating an outcome, a desired outcome. So we talked about clients. So first of all, you need to know who is my lucrative niche. And I say lucrative niche because one of the aspects that we're taught in marketing, which is very important, is where is there a need? And that's true. That's very important. But there are some industries and some niche markets that if you look at that ideal client, are they investing? No, they're not. Which means that it's going to take you longer, to, uh, longer amount of time and more money and heartache often to get that ideal client to the point where they're ready to invest. So you need to make sure, you know, uh, is there a need? Do they understand that there's a need? Because there's nothing worse than trying to, to um, you know, convert a client to even understand that they've got an issue. If you've got a, if your ideal client doesn't realise that they've got an issue, well, it's very difficult for you to then enrol them into your programs. So you've got to understand that. Are they uh, investing in similar services? Do they see value? And where are they? You know, if they're only small, now now, there may be some markets that can make a huge, you know, impact and influence and even income in smaller markets. But often, if your market is too small, they're not investing, it takes a long time, you know, through the buying cycle, the buying stages, then you may be out of business before you even start to get to the stage of building momentum. So that's the lucrative niche. The next step is your brand. Who are you? What's your message? What's unique? Whilst you may be speaking into a specific topic that many other people are also speaking into, there's unique elements that only you can bring to the the story and the message and that is who you are, your character, um, the, the experience that you want to create how, and that is how you make clients feel and, and, and uh, you know, when they're in your presence or when they're thinking about you or when they're working with you, when they're reading or listening to your podcast, what experience do you want to create? What's your unique uh, story, your journey? What are things that you've done and overcome that no one else has done and overcome. That can very much be woven into your story. So that's your unique brand and story. Then you need to consider, all right, the steps that I take my clients through from where they're stuck, right through to achieving that outcome that they want to achieve, what are the subsequent steps in that? You need to get clear on that. You need to document that. And then you need to to create a a sub-brand. For instance, I've got a number of sub-brands. You know, my podcasting with purpose programs, I've got a podcast framework that I use. And I take everyone's food through, through that, uh, you know, through my money marketing and mindset mastermind. There are key components, key steps I take people through. So there's sub-brands of, of mine. So when you've got a sub-brand, that's your IP. You can trademark that. No one else has that particular content, those particular steps created with the experience that you deliver that content to your clients. And that is so unique and that's what's going to stand out and that's why people are going to say yes to your offerings than working with someone else because they want to work with you they want to experience the outcomes being directed and guided by you so that's signature system signature programs are different offerings in how people can work with you and often when i'm working with a client who's struggling to have sales conversations it's often because there's no clarity on what's the next step what are some different offerings do you have a good better best now that's not a term that i've used it's very well known out there do you have a good package that someone can start but do you have a better package for some people who may want to work with you privately and do you have the best package this is your high level vip where people really get to experience you and and you know a done for you option you know we often hear the done done uh, do it yourself done with you and they're done for you do you have various options there's often oftentimes that era where I'm speaking to someone and sharing just a little bit more about some of my uh programs like we have a podcasting with purpose do you, do it yourself which is an online training and if I'm speaking to people they'll go yeah but I want to work with you what what's the next package up and I'll share that with them and they'll go yep let's do that one you know so you give people an option um and so that's your signature programs and then the last thing is how are people getting into your world and we've heard the term before you know free opt-in um, there's the other terms i like to call it your irresistible signature giveaway what is that one core piece of content that you are sharing with there is no uh cost to that or no investment level Although having said that, I think we're very much more wary from consumers in giving our email addresses to people because we don't just want to hand that out to to anyone and everyone. However, this Irresistible Signature Giveaway that you've put together is so valuable and speaks so specifically into an area and a challenge uh, and a problem of your ideal client that they will not hesitate to access that. And and that's the often the first experience that someone will have f- uh, from you other than obviously listening and viewing your content that you're sharing across the social media platforms. But if you provide such incredible value in that free offer, again, everything that I've mentioned in a way that no one else is speaking into that, start to share about uh, reasons why other things may not work anymore. What's your unique angle? What What are you speaking differently into that? And that is where they have that first experience of you and, and, and that will pave the way for what next, what next. Some people, the what next is ringing you and saying, yep, let's chat, I want to find out how we can do work together. For other people, they take a little bit longer in their buyer's journey. But if you've got an ongoing email, uh, maybe a a regular newsletter, you've got your podcast, those are all brand touch points where people can continue to experience you and you're building that know, like and trust until that point in time where you do have that call to action, which you're regularly sharing, that they say, you know what, I've been on your newsletter, I've been listening to your podcast for some time now. I'm ready. What's the next step? So these things are the things that you need to have in place because once they're working for you on a smaller scale and you're generating some really great results with clients who then become those case studies and testimonials that you continue to share, because let's face it, these particular testimonials and what you're doing with existing clients, you need to weave into your story because so often we will hear stories and think or, or we'll, we'll hear of a certain outcome but immediately think, oh, well, that those people. People can do that, but it's not relevant for me. I'll, I'll continue to struggle. So if you weave that story into a way that they can see that it's possible for them, that will, of course, encourage people to continue to communicate and and obviously look to hiring you when they're ready to make that that move. So does that give you some that? that those are the business foundations. That is in the lean stage, the building those foundations.
0: Yeah, that's phenomenal. I mean, that I would say is such an in-depth and engaging breakdown of so many points. I'm really blown away by what you just shared. And I'm sure that that's something of significant value for a lot of people. So many yeah. different areas here. Yes, yes. Um, it's it's definitely clear. Like I, I really I really like a couple of things about what you said there, really about the sales problem uh, that somebody may have is because they don't maybe have the system enough and the clarity of how to move things forward. Mm. So somebody sits back and they listen to this again, right? Something they have to listen to again, take some notes. The systems that you've put in place and that you're clear about to be able to communicate, these are all multiple steps that have multiple different areas that have many concepts that really somebody needs to be able to grasp, to master, and to be able to communicate. And at each step of this way right here that you've broken down, It's very clear that there are multiple just uh, fundamental shifts that will happen really in somebody's whole approach to what they're doing Mm. and how they're communicating and what their their ability is to attract uh, from other people. Uh, Just phenomenal. I think that was a, a massive amount of value you just shared. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I can look back into my own entrepreneurial journey and I can see that there are instances where, and let's face it, as entrepreneurs, we are we are always coming up with great ideas. And for me, it was coming up with ideas, building some of these foundations, and then it was going, yeah, next, yeah, next. It's like building that website and then going, no one's coming. That's because then once it's in place, then you need to really go out there and leverage it and leverage it more. And I, I had an interview with, with a a podcast guest just the other day and this just adding value to, to this whole business foundations is let that one thing that you're creating, you know, in that whole funnel and that signature system, signature programs, let that one thing be the main thing. And getting it working, and I say that as a caveat for all those entrepreneurs that have got great business ideas. If you stretch yourself out too thin, and you've got different topics and different areas, and it's not all woven together under that one core message, you're going to confuse people. For me, I I say from invisible to influential and profitable with a podcast. That's it. Obviously, all of those different aspects fit underneath that because you have to have those systems in place. But I've got that one core message. When I was in the career industry, it was get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth. Within that umbrella statement was resume development, interview coaching, LinkedIn profile development, um, presentations, all of that. But I kept it under that one umbrella statement, Get get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth. And so when you have that key, you know, the key message and and that whole business foundations in place, make sure you create that one umbrella statement that you continue to use as you're getting out there Um, because that's another area that many business owners can sometimes uh, weaken their message because it's not clear and it's not punchy and it's not something that's very much outcome driven.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I would have to say that, you know, as you share that, I'm, I'm thinking here about my focus on LinkedIn and where I've just really come to understand that if I can consistently just communicate that I'm here to help entrepreneurs to increase their visibility, credibility and profitability on LinkedIn, Yes, it's the entry point and it's, it's specific, it sticks with somebody. There's so many points to help there, but the reality is that it's deeper than LinkedIn. It's so much deeper than podcasting. It's so much deeper than these mm. other things. But you got to get that, that one specific thing and really give a lot of value in that one point, and that brings you into relationship with people that you can build on, and you just cre- cre- you continue to build systems to scale and build those relationships, and it's it's just abundant.
1: Yeah, just something that I absolutely agree on. That that's so important. And here's where you really can continue to expand your brand message. And this is where we need to be really mindful is always saying, is this piece of content that I'm sharing on brand, is this piece or or this opportunity, is it on brand and is it continuing to position me in that particular area? So if you've got that signature system and those different steps, guess what? That can be an incredible opportunity for you to build a podcast series because that's how I get people to monetize very quickly um, through using a podcast series and getting people into their list. You know, when I I launch, I share this uh, example, I launched Women in Leadership Uh, podcast back in 2016. Not many people know this but I'm starting to share this message because it's very much become part of my story. I had spent 12 to 18 months building the key business foundations that I just spoke to you about with a business partner, we had high-level clients that we were working with and generating great results for. They had teams of people that we were working with and we had membership programs and training that was all created and ready to go and we were going to continue with our marketing strategy to build leverage and visibility. But unfortunately, and I won't go into the details, that partnership crumbled and I was left with like, okay, what am I going to do now? It was, a, you know, quite a, um, the worst business failure I'd ever experienced. And so in, in, that was at the end of 2015. So 2016, I'm the kind of person that says, all right, that that didn't got quite go out as planned. What next? And I knew that there was a period of healing for me. And I thought, I want to surround myself with other awesome people. What do I know that I can do best? And that was to interview people. I'd actually gone through burnout. I love writing, but I couldn't write because I could see that I was very much burned out through that business failure. So I started Women in Leadership podcast three episodes in, um and this was not supposed to be a monetizable product i i used it i created it to be able to reach out to incredible women and say i'd love to interview you three podcasts in and published on my website i got two four-figure clients and they would found the podcast they obviously googled found a business branding coach. They listened to the podcast. They obviously had a look around, so the peripheral content that I share on my website and social, and pretty much it was, yeah, what's the best program? What's the best package that you, you know, that you can offer? Now, that's three podcasts in. Yes, the peripheral content, but why I share that is if you've got an integrated approach, if you're consistent and constant in in the way that you share that message and you integrate a podcast series, which is what I'm doing now for clients, you can start to generate income even after your third podcast So that you don't have to have, you know, dozens and dozens and in some instances, some people have hundreds of podcasts before they really start to leverage, you know, as a thought leader, if you put together a a very strategic, there's three components that you want in each of your episodes, you need to engage, you need to educate and you need to entice And you need to do that in a way that, you know, speaks your brand and that experience. If you do that well across each of those three episodes and together as a a podcast series, you'll be able to nurture people that go through leads, you know, into just knowing you, into leads, into inquiries and and ultimately clients. And that works for you 24-7, 365 days a year. Then as you continue to speak and do more of those visibility opportunities, you speak on other podcasts, you go on TV and radio, Guess what your call to action is? I've only just touched the surface, but if this is something that you're struggling with, I've created a resource for you. It's my three-part podcast series. By the way, I've created some checklists and some self-assessment tools to get you started. Here's how you sign up for them. You give your URL and guess what? All of those people who are your ideal clients who are struggling and they're sick of that struggle, they're going to sign up. And now you've got that opportunity to start building that engagement with people. Uh, And that's really how we use that, that podcast series strategically to be able to generate those leads and and inquiries from ideal clients.
0: Well, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And, we're going to share here uh, shortly about really maybe some more ways that people can, you know, can connect with you. I know you want to, you have some other specific uh, ways that you directly help. and want to really have you share that. I think this has just been a tremendous amount of information. I have one other, one other area I'm really kind of thinking that would be tremendous value if you don't mind yeah, speaking on or sharing your thoughts on. Mm-hmm. So, I've been spending actually a lot of time uh, really diving into Seth Godin's this is marketing. And this is after several years now of really just digging into LinkedIn and really trying to understand some of these, some of these concepts, but with LinkedIn is sort of the, the platform and, and the, the deep dive. And essentially one of the things now that I've gotten, he went over these five different steps in marketing. One is to invent, invent, a thing worth making with a story worth telling, number two, design and build it in a way that a few people will particularly benefit from and care about number three, and this is where i 'm really wanting to ask for your your thoughts, maybe uh, your ideas or maybe some resources you can think of that would help in this way. Number three, tell a story that matches the built in narrative and dreams of that tiny group of people, the smallest, viable. Market, and you mentioned earlier on our uh, Facebook Live that we did in LinkedIn Mastery about the (laughs) psychographics of of somebody. And so this concept, so I almost think, why I'm wanting to bring this up. You brought up the, you know, the different the different stages of a business: lean, leverage, and legacy. And I almost want to say, maybe this is just for myself, or I'm learning this as a very structured and organized person. But the importance of that story and of the thinking of the psychographic of your target audience and what that narrative is and how you can speak to that story so it resonates the smallest viable market. Mm -hmm. um, It almost seems like that is a that's I I have to think that that's something that takes some learning and some process. And it's a very difficult thing, maybe for people to even get around. to. Yes. Uh, So in that third one, I think that's where I'm wondering. What are your thoughts on that specifically? What would you share with an entrepreneur where they really kind of need to learn that part? Mm-hmm. What, what would you say? I
1: love this. I love this. I love this because absolutely, it is so so important. And I actually put together um, uh, a couple of examples of my own story, and I shared one a little bit earlier about how I got into podcasting because, and I didn't tell the full story. Um, however, you know that first two years of starting that podcast, even though we did make quite a significant impact. We really struggled to generate income, which was one of the reasons why I, um, you know, we decided to part ways because we tried sponsorships, all of those different things. That's what I weave in my story because I know that there are people that, number one, they want to inspire change. So, you know, through that story of we just could not stand around. We had to be that voice. So that naturally calls those people that think, yeah, I've got I I feel like that. And then I share um, the other story about how, you know, what we did and and, and, and all of that. And so they see themselves in, in that journey. And then sometimes I share a journey where um, they, you know, may not have been able to monetize that, that I've been there, I've done that, and now been able to come up with a system that enables me to to be able to monetize and it's a very unique way for thought leaders people who want to be seen as experts and therefore selling their services you know a lot of the traditional ways in which people are teaching out there on how you should set up a podcast and create a podcast is very different and should not actually be followed by people who are positioning themselves as thought leaders because they will damage their brands. And so that kind of weaves that story. And another story was, if I think about my career, uh, and I'm sharing these because often examples can really give you some context and how you can see it happening so that you can provide context around your own story and pinpoint the key aspects that you know your clients are going to be struggling with, and they're going to naturally resonate towards you and your message as you continue to share that. Now, back in the career industry, I was helping people to find low work jobs opportunities that they love. For many people, they felt. Um, unfulfilled they felt demotivated they hated monday mornings and they couldn't wait till friday because they knew that they were going to have two days where they could Uh, feel freedom and so my own personal journey was very much of who am I um, am I really in the role that I that I should be in because I tell the story as when I was a teenager I fell off my horse I had a serious concussion wasn't able to continue schooling because I had to go for you know eight months six eight months worth of um, therapy at, at the hospital to get my memory back And then subsequently, you know, I did night school because I was going to go back to school the following year. But my parents decided, you know what, if you get a job, um and follow that maybe just continue night school and that's what I did and anyway the story goes on but I tell the share in the story and this is what I really spoke into for those people who were struggling that I said you know often when we look back at you know who am I is this really what I'm meant to be it's because we haven't got clarity around who we are um our unique talents and our unique traits and so through learning a lot of the tools that i was using in the career industry i recognized that i was in the right place and that the the accident actually positioned me to now speak in into that and, and through my own journey and story, that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping people find out what their true calling is. So it's kind of that story and people were taken on that journey. I mean, obviously, um, I, I share it, you know, in a different way. But it's only that I just reminded myself of it this morning. But people see themselves In your story, you use the words and phrases that, uh, you know, is going to resonate with them because they're thinking that they may not even have shared those frustrations with even the closest people around them. But hearing you express that and then give them you take them on a hero's journey, you know, obviously that you found that way. And that, that's why you're passionate now about helping others. Now, I want to just finish off by sharing one more example. And this is with a client that is just um, enrolled in my money marketing and mastermind uh, program. And and she is a unique story because she is totally blind. Yet she said to me, I've had a podcast, Anne-Marie. I'm not doing one because I kind of ran out of steam, because I I needed to re reevaluate my message. And, and that's one of the reasons why while she's working with us. But here's this woman who is totally blind, who can edit and record a podcast. And and you know why I love that story is how many of us are saying oh, I can't learn how to record and, and edit a podcast yet we, we're not blind, yet he, she's blind. One of the processes, so that's one aspect, one of the processes that I take people through is the branding with archetypes. Everyone has a primary archetype and that's connected to their why. That's that's what drives them and, and I believe that it has been built into them as a you know a, a young child. They were born with that. Then everybody has an influencing archetype. That's the experience that we create. And then the lowest archetype blends out those other two. Now, her archetypes are like hero and ruler and they're in the power quadrant and when I read that she is the you know she is the um the most gentlest person but she has got a fire inside her belly and you know what that's been built in her because I don't think she was born blind but she needed to change her approach so she's got this tenacity this drive this strength this inner strength and I said, you need to weave that into your story. You need to tell that because other people who are saying to themselves, I can't do this, or other people have spoken over their lives and therefore they're not now not following their dream because of the lies that they're now believing that other people have spoken over them. I said, you need to shatter that. You need to break through that. You need to be the hope and inspiration and through your story say, I can do this because, I, you know, there was just no other way. I was going to find a way to do that then that is going to be the story and the experience that you create for others who are going to think if she can do that with her, you know, not being able to to see, then what, what, what reason do I have to hold on to when I can see? And, you know, so can you see when she weaves that into her story and into her journey and incorporates her message that she is going to speak into the lives of those people who have been telling themselves the same BS but are now ready to make that change? And she's going to be the one that they say, I want to work with you because of who you are, where you've come from, and, uh, yeah, and just, just the story that you tell and the experience that you create. So I hope through kind of sharing a few of mine and, and through this example of uh, this client of mine, who are in the process of of doing all of those business foundations. When she starts to speak out on stage and back on her podcast and has that clarity of message and speaks with a level of confidence, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, but there's this eternal confidence that you know you're speaking into this because you've lived this and you've walked through this and now you've got the insights and the inspiration to speak truth over others so that, you know, that you can support others in in believing that it is true for them too. And once she does that, she's going to be, be able to step out onto the stage, you know, with that authority and with that confidence. And that is telling her story that matches the story and the dreams of other people. She is the hero. I mean, even in her archetypes, but she'll be able to do that um, with, uh, yeah, with such a passion. I can't wait. Actually, do you, you need to get your story. We need to get that out there asap. <laughs> How many people are? Uh, holding themselves back either because of what they are believing than what they've told themselves, you know, the limitations, I think that we put ourselves that we put over ourselves and that we allow others to speak over us, over us, keep us stuck, you know, and um, anyway, that's her story. But does that, does that kind of answer
0: what what you were asking? Yeah, it absolutely does. It absolutely does, Emery. And, you know, I would say that we've, we've probably gone through so much uh, here. And I think we've given so much. I want to, uh, give you more of an opportunity to, to kind of clearly uh, share how other people can really kind of connect. I want to put this out there for everybody that, you know, we actually just recorded a Facebook Live uh, that is in uh, my Facebook community, LinkedIn Mastery. And we actually went into other concepts that we didn't just directly cover here, that if you're really sort of impressed with what anne has shared and you see that there's more, there's another avenue there uh, that you can uh, go to also to see a little bit more. But um, now I know in terms of for actual podcasts, we initially connected from a, a Christian entrepreneur podcast that you, that you run or that you've, uh, that you've had. Yes. Um, so I know you have these programs, so I want to have you definitely share about the programs that you have and some of these specific things you can do. What other podcasts, I guess, so if somebody is also looking, okay, let me look up other podcasts that you're passionate about that you, that you do, or you've done. Um, can you share with us some of those podcasts? If you want to share any highlights, you definitely could, but maybe some of this podcast uh, and, and then the specific programs and ways that people at the moment can really work with you and connect with you more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yes, that's right. We connected on the the Christian Entrepreneurs podcast. So that very much is a podcast for people who are faith-based and uh, they want to build a kingdom business that honours him him in every way. Um, So that's that podcast. I have Ambitious Entrepreneur Show and Women in Leadership. Those are two other shows. And Ambitious Entrepreneur Show is the one that won the award uh, a couple of years ago. And Women in Leadership, at the same time, I, I submitted both of those podcasts, both of those got uh, nominated, uh, but the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show was the one that won. So both of them have, all three actually have a, a very um, special place in my heart. But Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and I share this story, you never know where your voice will end up and whom it will impact. Now, that Ambitious Entrepreneur Show I still record in my home-based office, and that has been syndicated on national radio show on in Zimbabwe. And it's, it, it, it blows my mind when I think of, uh, you know, all of the people that, that my guests and I inspired through, through the local radio stations in Zimbabwe. It was a listener who had been following me for quite some time. And through the content a lot of my guests shared, directed him in certain business, you know, decisions and, and career decisions. And he became a program manager or a DJ actually on the local radio show and subsequently a program manager. And then he reached back out and he said, I don't know if you'd be happy to do this, but I would love to syndicate your show on, as part of my program because it's helped me so much. I know it's going to help others. And, you know, would you be happy for me to do that? And, of course, I instantly said yes. Um, but you just don't know who's listening to your message, who you will impact, and whose life you will change. So for people there who are still sitting there thinking, I don't really know if you know I have anything worth of value to share, your message is exactly what someone else needs to hear. So get out there uh, and and share that. And if people want to connect with me, the best way to do is just to, to Google Anne-Marie Cross. I'm on LinkedIn. I would love to connect with you. Um, one of the, the websites that I can direct you to that's got some resources there, and I'm constantly updating that is um, com, And uh, those are probably the best ways for people to connect with me.
0: Well, that's phenomenal. Well, you know, Anne-Marie, I, you know, we've been connecting for a bit, and we initially connected on the Christian entrepreneurship uh, podcast and I really appreciate the opportunity to you know to join you there and, and speak there and then our you know connection has developed over, over some time here and, and really I just uh, I, I'm real excited and appreciative of your time here today and you really came to provide a lot of information that's uh, definitely of a, a lot of help for people and uh, looking forward to continue to kind of grow in the connection and just real excited to have you spend this time with me today it's definitely appreciate